Welcome back to the next episode of the Data Bus Podcast, everybody. This is the Dynasty Recap from Week 14. Um, I'm back again with Brendan. Introducing me again. Yeah, I don't know, man. What do I do? <laughs> we're back. I'm back. I don't know. I'm figuring it out. Um, we're here to cover some of the games that happened this past weekend. Um, we are recording during the Packers, Giants, and Titans, Dolphins. Those games start in about 15 minutes, so we might have some live reactions to those if I can pull them up without uh, distracting myself too much from the conversation. Um, yeah. Looking forward to those games? Not really, no. <laughs> I am. But um, I think Titans, Dolphins them, so. is going to be fun. And then, you know, Packers, Giants... Could just be a bit of a whomping. Um, yeah, you don't I think, think the Packers the need that game. Will be? Who do you think wins by more tonight, the Packers or the Dolphins? The Dolphins. You do? I think it's going to be the Packers. You want a little side action on that? Could do it right now. <laughs> All right, if if I win. Uh, I'll keep introducing you for another two weeks, and if you win, uh, I'll stop introducing you every episode. Deal. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I look like an idiot either way. Um, All right, so you want to recap some of the stuff that happened this past weekend? Um, One of the main things that I have is the CJ Stroud and Nico Collins injuries. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you have any take on those and honestly the entire Texans-Jets game? Um, Obviously, that's a big blow to their offense and a potential playoff team. So that hurts their hopes a lot, especially their confidence after losing to the Jets. But it seems like C.J. Stroud might be fine, I guess. It seems like these guys come back in a week from a concussion somehow. I heard he might missed in this upcoming week i mean he probably should but i don't know um nico collins is a big one too he seems like he's been his guy especially without tank dell so that's a big one um i mean i don't think they can really keep up with the top dogs in either conference so maybe it's a good thing for the long run not to say that the injury is a good thing but um, in terms of maybe where they get their draft pick. They don't have their first round pick. Oh, they don't. Yeah, so. Forgot about that one. I mean, it's funny. We were both like, Nico Collins is an absolute lock this week in, in TFS and all formats. <laughs> uh, and then he gets one reception for like 13 yards and is out for the rest of the game with that. I think it was his calf. Um. I mean, maybe Tank Dell is more valuable than we thought for that team. But also, they did play the Jets, so I think the Jets um, better defense than even I give them credit for. Yeah, their defense is spectacular. Yeah, it really is something special. I think that it was a rain game. It doesn't even seem like they get that many turnovers. It just seems like they prevent people from going down the field. Yeah, yeah, they just stop them. I mean, the zero zero right going into the 
third quarter. Um, my over hit. I had this game as my over of the week. <laughs> hit in two quarters. Thanks, Jets. Thanks, Zach Wilson. You must have been so paranoid. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I had chalked it up as a loss almost immediately. Um, I think see, they, the whole Texans had like 23 yards or something in the first half. Well, um, sh- shout out to you for having the balls to uh, take that over. Yeah, I mean, well-deserved. It's just, uh, you know, that was all me. <laughs> um, next thing I have is just Derek Carr. Um, feels like Derek Carr is playing with like a hundred broken ribs. <laughs> I heard someone joking that uh, he breaks a new one every week. It's insane. I mean, he's actually become Tony Romo. Yeah, and I agreed that that was a great comp, like a great comparison. Do you think he? What are they at right now? Record-wise. Yeah, what are they at record-wise right now? I think they have like five wins. But they are in the NFC South, so they're pretty much always in the hunt. I was gonna say, do you think they they bench him for the year? Maybe try to trade him in the off season. But uh, they're six and seven. They're technically third, but they're tied with the Falcons and Bucks with six wins apiece. That's disgusting. Yeah, that's pretty gross. But I guess there was a report that the Saints were afraid to start Jameis uh, Winston because he would make Derek Carr look bad. And they just paid Derek Carr all this money. There was some weird report. Why have Jameis Winston then? Like That's a great question. so dumb. Just to fuck with him, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Just like send him to the Browns. Jameis Winston on the Browns would be electric. Well, apparently Joe Flacco is. Yeah, I, I don't hate that. Um, I think Joe Flacco could be like good pickup if he's not already picked up in your league as a as a playoff push guy, in like a super flex league. If you're dealing with that Herbert injury or or something like that, which is kind of the next topic that I want to go over, Justin Herbert. Heard he might get his finger surgery, uh, and it could be done for the year. For a second, I thought you were going to say amputated. He might get his finger amputated. <laughs> it could be done for his career. <laughs> heard it here first. I'd imagine. I'd, be, I'd need like a compensatory pick. <laughs> that would be crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's obviously a big blow. Um, but, um. Another story is that Quentin Johnston actually had a decent game for once. Yeah, I saw a thread on r slash dynasty fantasy football. And it was like, did we all sell too early on Quentin Johnston? And honestly, I'm not regretting not buying him. I don't have any Quentin Johnston shares. Uh, I don't know if you do, but are you regretting not buying him for like a second or something like that? If you had that opportunity? Uh, not regretting it yet. I'm yeah. I think I'm, I'm sure that maybe there will be a point that maybe we regret it. But I mean, it does look like a big athletic guy gets open, just drops the ball. But who knows? It's one of yeah, those just, kind of players. Yeah, those like win at the point of the catch guys. They kind of always are questionable. One of the best ones in recent memory is like George Pickens, but um. 
for the most part, they tend to struggle. Um, as a Patriots fan, I'm sure you know that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know anything of what you're talking about. We currently don't have a. Sing- we don't. We currently don't have a single player who can win a contested catch, except for maybe Devonte Parker, because that's all he's good at. What was his name? The Patriots. Uh, you're like first round pick. Oh, Nikhil Harry. Yeah, Nikhil Harry is like the last big example of a guy that just busted so bad because he was point of the catch um, winning. How many guys got picked after him? There was AJ Brown. Um, there was there was definitely like a few other receivers who got picked after him. But he definitely I did cr- this the other day. Yeah, I looked at it too, and yeah, that was a pick that definitely crashed and burned. Him and uh, I look, Jalen Rager are the two that come to mind. I looked at the uh, TJ Watt draft because I thought the Packers had a chance to draft TJ Watt, but uh, they took Kevin King at 32. TJ went at like 28. Unfortunate. Um, okay. I mean, Nikhil Harry only went 32nd. That's not too bad. Um. All right, and then one more thing we can go over. If I mean, we kind of went over Justin Her- Herbert, but uh, Josh Dobbs dead. Y- yikes! Two and eleven yeah. as a starter. Yeah. At some point, it know. matters. <laughs> I don't know what we were thinking. Um, you know, ten for thirteen, sixty-three yards this past week. Um. I'm just going to take away one of my followers that I was going to bring up later. He's the biggest follower of the week. Uh, you know, just doesn't really have a future as a starter, obviously. There was a chance he was going to start for a bad team or even be a, a high-quality backup for a bad team, but honestly, he looks like a third-string quarterback, maybe. Free Jameis. Jameis on the Vikings with, with Addison, Hawkinson, and, and Justin Jefferson. Ooh. Give him a full season. Tell me he doesn't throw for like 4,500 yards. Oh, I'm Team Jameis for sure. I'm not going to be the man to st- step in the way of that. We should lead the uh, free Jameis. Um, whatever you call it, protest. There's already a pretty big podcast um, ahead of us in terms of that. But, <laughs> you know, we can join. We can be uh, Team Jameis for sure. We can pretend we were first. Yeah, no do no. <laughs> okay. Uh wanna jump over to rookie risers and fallers? Yes, sir. So for, uh, okay. Go yeah, go ahead. Um for wide receiver this week, I have Zay Flowers. Um I feel like Zay Flowers has been pretty consistently solid this year. Um this is one of the best games that he's had. The other best game that he had was against the Chargers like two weeks ago. Um, he has basically run routes on 100% rate since week nine. Um, and then this past week, 10 targets, six receptions, a touchdown, and six yards. Um, if you trailed the 46 and a half yards over on receiving yards, you hit that. So good job. <laughs> I had uh, Chase Brown. Ooh, I have Chase Brown as well. Yeah. I'm the next guy. He looked really good. 
he's fast as hell apparently yeah he did break off i forget how far that that screen reception was it was like 60 yards or something like that which is kind of skewing his stats a little bit sure um but you know joe mixon's old if chase brown gets some opportunity in the next four weeks and does something with it there's a chance he's a starter there next year yeah i think with jake browning at quarterback why not give him as many players as you can to make plays you know I mean, he's been great at quarterback, but I think that's the um, coaching staff of the Bengals getting guys open in space and letting them do what they can. And that was a perfect example. I mean, there was nobody in front of him, and he just hit He hit like 22 miles an hour or something. Yeah, he's fast. He ran a 4 4 And he's too strong. 25 yeah, reps on the bench press. Damn. Yeah, he is 215, so... I mean that's a good combo. That's what I'm seeing. That's a good combo, man. Yeah, yeah. He was the fifth most athletic running back um, in the 2023 class. Yeah, I'm buying. With a 103 athleticism score. I'm buying it. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of that. Um, I think with the right opportunity and a, and a chance to establish himself, I think this was a good game to set himself up to get that opportunity. If he continues to expand on it, we could see him in a bigger role next year. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, with Zay Flowers, I also agree. Um, he's just shown consistency. Just gets the job done. Yeah, he has. And, you know, with uh, Isaiah Likely even popping off, he was able to get it done, like you said. Um, one other guy that I have here at the riser spot is Rasheed Rice. Uh, another great game from him this week. Yeah, as we talked about just consistent seems like he gets a touchdown when he doesn't get the yards or receptions just yeah does a good job of somehow getting himself some average fantasy points got them both this week 10 targets seven receptions and a touchdown 72 yards yeah that's great big fan of that and uh puka was also good again but not a riser I mean, that catch was insane. I saw that catch, and I was like, okay. I have been sleeping. And no gloves, too. Yeah, Puka's crazy. And Stafford loves him. Yeah, I mean, Stafford is kind of the wide receiver maker, but um, I think Puka might be around to stay. Yeah, 100%. If he's not, I'd be shocked. Yeah, but you're Team Puka. I'm anti-Puka. I think he's he's around. Would you have for uh, any rising running backs? Uh, I just had Chase Brown. You stole my guy. <laughs> so. That's pretty much all I got for risers this week. I didn't have anybody at tight end either. It didn't feel like a great you know tight end performance this week. Uh, Laporta, Meyer, um, Kincaid. None of those guys really did anything. Yeah, it hasn't been a tight end year, and this week was a boring week for it. Yes, especially this week. Um, do you want to jump over into the followers? Well, I think we could also say that Jameer Gibbs 
is technically a riser because, I mean, he once again showed up and averaged six yards per carry. Yeah, I've loved what I've seen out of Jameer Gibbs this week. It feels like he's definitely the more explosive player. Um, I don't know what David Montgomery's contract situation is like. He's going to be in the way there for a little bit. Um, he, he has another two years. Matters. Maybe that's a good thing for Jameer Gibbs. It might extend his shelf life as a as a viable player. Uh, limit his touches for the first few years. That's very true. He's only 21. Yeah. Where do you have him right now in your in rookie, dynasty rankings? In terms of all running backs? In terms of all running backs. Oof. Let's see. Well, I have a question for you first. How about where would you have him in comparison to Achan? I, I was just looking at Achan and I was like, is Achan the the dynasty running back one right now? <laughs> Not to be an overreactor, but like he's been incredible every time he's on the field. And, you know, if that's what you want from your players, and it, it probably is. Is AJ and running back one? I don't know. He's. I feel like he's definitely top three. I think also Jameer Gibbs has to be top three. Um, the other one I would have in there is, uh, who was it? Um, well, definitely McCaffrey has to be up there as well. But obviously Bijan being, what, pick number six or something? Was it six? It was seven. Seven? I know he's number seven, so maybe I'm just getting confused. Yeah. but He's either... pick eight. We were both wrong. Yeah, but either way, like, Bijan's 21. He's a beast. I mean, his team sucks, and he still manages to put up points. So, And he he did split carries with uh, Algier this week for the first time in a while, and he still managed to put up 20 points. So Bijan's up there, too. Um, don't forget about him. But in terms Arthur of Arthur Smith limits Bijan though in a way that Dan Campbell doesn't limit Jameer Gibbs. Agreed. And so for that reason, for Jameer and Achan both having more opportunities, those two have to be ahead of Bijan. But I don't think it's by much. Um, I would definitely have Achan over, um, over Jameer Gibbs at this point, just in terms of you know, where he's going to end up in the next couple of years. I mean, Mostert's, what, 31? Yeah, he's 31. So yeah, he's old. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's impressive what he's been able to do in, at age 31, but, I mean, I guess we were all proved wrong by Tom Brady. So, maybe, I'm not... Tom I'm Brady not, wasn't a running back. <laughs> I know, but I'm not, I'm not comparing... Most Especially like Tom a Brady. fifth round running back or whatever the heck he was with multiple seasons with um you know the 49ers. Yeah. Um, so I'm I not think. I'm not comparing the positions or the players. I'm just saying that could be proved wrong, but it's not likely that Mostert holds much dynasty value at all. So I think in terms of uh, where these guys could be in the next couple of years, I think Achan definitely has the most potential in that high-powered offense. Yeah, I think that's such a funny perspective too because like trying to avoid the injury-prone running backs, but 
you know i think it's impossible you you have to yeah you have to assume that everybody kind of gets injured at the same rate a chan's been the best when he's on the field um honestly i think if you're gonna play dynasty in like two three year windows um which is something that i try to do and you know just have running backs for two to three years at a time and then move on from them and kind of jump into a one or one year rebuild like every time um Christian McCaffrey might be one of the best. I think he might be the, the running back one. Yeah, it's it's just unbelievable what he's been able to do this year, last year. Just keeps doing it. Still only 27. Yeah. Still got another few few years at least of good two, football. Two, three years. Yeah, especially on the 49ers. They're going to probably work in Elijah Mitchell or somebody like that to limit his workload. Uh, next year or the year after is my guess so that he doesn't you know waste his energy in the regular season if they're just going to breeze to the playoffs every year sure but looking at his stats it's rare that he touches the ball more than 25 times a game that's true Saquon had a game where he had 30 something carries (laughs) that's not even including receptions so Was that again? So that was pretty recent. That was against the Jets. Mm. Ground and pound. Um, do you want to jump to our next segment? Are we on to rookie followers right now? I believe so. Quarterback? Cool. Uh, we said, uh, we said CJ. Yeah, we said Stroud. Um, did you yeah, have? I mean, did you have anybody else? AOC. <sighs> he's he's done. Aiden O'Connell. Yeah. The crappy thing is, we are missing Devito and Levis tonight, which could also be Levis, especially. You know, yeah, Devito. Devito's not going to be anything special. No. Levis could he could howl the Dolphins this week and get some good points. Yeah, and he could also throw three interceptions. Yes, definitely. So, Probably I think... Probably leading that way. I think if he doesn't have a good game tonight, he's for sure a faller, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't really done much outside of that explosion. Three touchdowns to Hopkins. Um, do you have anybody for wide receiver? Uh, for wide receiver, I know you had someone, so I'll I won't mention them. Um, for wide receiver, I would go with. Um, I don't know if you would really kind of count this one, but. Uh, where? Well, I just had him. Um, Jonathan Mingo. Nine, yeah, I don't hate that. Nine targets, two receptions for twenty-two yards. That was it. Um, Feels like he's still getting the usage, but yeah, the whole Panthers offense kind of regressed even more. It feels like one of their worst games of the season. Um, I've said this many times on the podcast, but like Bryce Young keeps trying to outrun fully grown veteran defensive ends 
and he gets sacked from behind every single time. Um, and it drives me nuts. Yeah, he ain't. I don't that know quick. why he keeps doing it. I thought that was something like that was gonna go away after like week his second third week of starting. And he just keeps doing it. <laughs> yeah, I I can't even watch the Panthers play football at this point. It's a team that does not exist in my mind at the moment. <laughs> so sad because I have Bryce Young shares and I'm, you know, I'm leaning on him. I think he, the, I don't need him to succeed. Um, but when you're rooting for it, I can't imagine being a Panthers fan right now when you're looking at that team and you're looking at their future and you're like, oh, they're not going to get anybody until the 2020 five draft like what what do you do what do you root for it's a great question i think finding a good coach yeah i mean a whole lot has to happen for that roster to get better so i think you either have to go the fire sale route which sucks considering you just gave up so much to get bryce young um but it's a poverty franchise, you know? Absolutely. Right, you have- I'm throwing on one of the games. Let's see if I can do this without getting too distracted from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Be a good test. You um, watch the I'll watch the Packers, you watch the other game if you can. Sounds like a plan. Um, did you have anybody else for a falling wide receiver? I have one if you do not. I do. Um, Jordan Addison, uh, the quarterback situation in Minnesota hasn't improved. Uh, they had that decent game against uh, – actually, I don't even know who that was against. Um, but the the Josh Dobbs game where he didn't know any of the plays, uh, I think that was against like Atlanta or New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And – since week eight, uh, which is kind of, I wanted to move off Addison around week eight because he was like the wide receiver 12 in points per game. Um, He, you know, had, had seen a pretty big spike after the Justin Jefferson injury, but I thought there was going to be some regression. There was. He hasn't had over 11 points um, since week eight. He's had 10.2, 10.9, 7.4, 9.9, and 4.7 with this past week being his worst week. Um, Is Nick Mullins going to revive this offense this year? Probably not. I think we're maybe going to see Kirk Cousins back next year, but I'm not sure about that. Um, A lot of quarterback uncertainty for Jordan Addison. I think the talent's there, but feels unclear yeah um definitely a faller but are you worried about him um maybe a little bit i think kirk cousins you know airs the ball out so much that he artificially inflates the value of the receivers around him um if we don't have somebody like that next year in you know minnesota I think there's a chance that Addison takes the biggest hit um, out of like those top three guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not so worried about him. I think 
that the Vikings are at a point where they're like, we have a roster, we need a quarterback, and probably an upgrade on the offensive line, um, and probably their secondary as well. But these are different parts of the field. You're like, they're just filling holes. So I think given the right quarterback, whether or not that's Kirk Cousins or the year after next year, um, they could probably go get somebody or trade up for a quarterback. So I think he'll be just yeah. fine. I hope so. Um, but I think there's a chance that he doesn't have the volume to support his, you know, wide receiver 12. Maybe he's a high-end wide receiver 2, uh, wide receiver 18, I think. Jordan Addison just feels like the perfect wide receiver 18 for some reason. Um, but I could see him slipping back into the mid-20s if the volume isn't there. Mm-hmm. Did you have a wide receiver faller? Um, so the other one I was going to say, which I brought up last week, was Josh Downs. Yeah, I think he took a big hit this week. He played a little more this week than last week. 10% increase in snaps. Only rewarded you two points. Um, so he went from four and a half to almost six and a half. So three catches on three targets for 32 yards. It's nothing exciting. Um, yeah, I mean, I get it. You have not the guy who's your future starting quarterback playing, but Gardner Minshew's serviceable. Their offense ranks are league average, which should support a second wide receiver, and it's not. So for that reason, I'm considering him a faller because Pittman's doing all the work in this offense, and I do want to get to him later. Exactly. Uh, Minshew threw the ball 39 times, and Will Mallory did not know that person existed before this week. Had more Who is targets that? and yards. He's a tight end on the Colts. Had more targets and yards than Josh Downs. Tough game for him. Yeah, that's brutal. <laughs> yeah. Um on to running back, unless you have anybody else that you want to talk about. I think I'm all set on wide receivers. Okay. Um, I have Zach Charbonnet. I think you know, we obviously saw Kenneth Walker come back this past week. Um, Charbonnet got bumped back down to nine carries, one target, one reception, 48 yards. Uh, he's kind of back in the same role that he was in before the Kenneth Walker injury. And that's not going to be sustainable for a week-to-week start. Yeah, I agree with that one. Um, the only reason that I wouldn't necessarily is that it's because of injury. He didn't like lose his job because of performance. Uh, but Kenneth Walker does seem to be the guy. So yeah, it's a confusing backfield. I don't think it's that confusing. I think it's <laughs> Kenneth Walker and then Zach Charbonnet is like backup quarterback. <laughs> like he's not going to play really unless Kenneth Walker goes down. He's not going to be usable. 
suppose it's that's not fair. Like that. Yeah. But he did look good. Yeah, he's he's been a little bit explosive, but he's no Kenneth Walker. <laughs> that's the issue. You need to be Kenneth Walker or better. Yeah, that's true. Um, I had Keaton Mitchell for my running back. Yeah, good one. Um, just not doing anything after, you know, a few good games. He had a stinker in the middle. Um, seems like he's touchdown reliant at the moment. He's getting some snaps, but it seems like that whole backfield is just rotating in on every single down. It feels like, um, there's Mm -hmm. just not enough volume to sustain anybody in that backfield. It's a completely touchdown reliant backfield. And this past week they went completely away from the run game and that's how they got the game done. That's how they won. So maybe that's their strategy going forward. I mean, Lamar Jackson has been exceptional. So Keaton Mitchell is my faller here. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, it feels like Gus, Gus Edwards is like getting the goal line carries and the red zone carries when there are red zone carries and goal line carries to go around. Um, so Keaton Mitchell really has the best opportunity to get fantasy value on, on breakout runs, but that's again, not sustainable. Like you're saying. Yeah, that's just, it's just another one of those weird backfields that there isn't a clear, you know, dog in the backfield ready to give you a hundred in the touchdown every single week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have anybody for tight end this week? Um, it's a weird position right now. Um, obviously Michael Mayer didn't do anything along with the rest of the team, but yeah, that's one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh that was tough seeing that it was zero zero late in the game. Um, but in terms of other tight ends i mean laporta didn't have a great game not concerned though um so i I wouldn't say that there's too many fallers here unless you have one i mean kincaid didn't have the best week and with that yeah i highlighted kincaid as well yeah that's what he did have eight targets that's true and the week that that that's with Knox back back too yeah yeah so i was concerned about that but it just kind of feels like maybe the yards will come. Eight targets, five receptions is, is fine. I'm good with that volume for him. Sure. So we agree there's no followers. So no, no followers. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe Michael Meyer, but I don't think we had super high expectations, anyways. Yeah. All right. Do you have anybody else? That we want to go over before we go into overall risers? No, I think we kind of covered it. It seems like uh, there wasn't a ton to talk about in terms of rookies this week. I agree. I think there's a lot to talk um, about in terms of overall risers, though. I and- do, too. I have, I don't have like a guy for every position this week, but I do have a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. So start us off. Uh, my first guy is James Cook. Yeah, I agree. I think James Cook has seen 
I forget what the exact numbers are behind it, but he's seen a huge resurgence after the firing of their offensive coordinator on the Bills. Mm-hmm. This past week, he goes for 10, 10 carries, 58 yards. He's been one of the most efficient rushers in the league this year. Um, I'm a huge fan of him. Again, on the then through the air, he had five targets, five receptions, 83 yards for an average of 16.6, a touchdown. Um. James Cook is kind of that guy right now in Buffalo. It took him a little bit to get all the way ramped up. I know that we had no James Cook. I think that was like his second touchdown on the year or something. So we barely have had any James Cook touchdowns all year. Um, but he's had the volume, had the rushing yards, and had the efficiency. Yeah, that's his third receiving touchdown. He only has one on the ground, though. Yeah, it's so weird. I think he's gotten a lot of them uh, Latavius murray Yes. Let's see. Latavius Murray has three on the ground. So not a ton being taken away, but he's also getting them taken away from Josh Allen as well. Yeah, that's that's a very good point as well. I mean, Josh Allen to score a rushing touchdown this past week was a lock. I should have, <laughs> um, should have mentioned that one. Yeah, in a game like that, um, he, was, he was putting his head down and just going up the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you have a overall riser this week? Um. So riser of the week. This one's interesting because I I don't like this player personally, but Drake London. <laughs> oh yes, I love Drake London. <laughs> I hate him. I hate him. He's pisses me uh, off. Why? I don't know. It's just something to about him i don't know it's just watching him play football is so frustrating i feel like this past week he had i think it was the best game of his career oh yeah 172 he, I yards had him in both my my daily lineups drake london won me some money this past week um i hate watching desmond ritter play football this is also true so the reason <laughs> i brought up drake london um reluctantly is because you can't deny 172 yards receiving. Not at all. You can't overlook that. Um, It's very, very, very rare that you see a receiver with that kind of yardage not, you know, become something more. Like, maybe this is his, you know, game leading into some big spurt in his career. But I don't know. I'm not a huge fan. How about you hype him up? Well, I traded for Drake London on September 30th of this year. Uh, I got Drake London in a 2024 first rounder, which is looking to be late, for Dave Montgomery and Jonathan Taylor. I was transitioning into a tank, and Jonathan Taylor uh, hadn't come back yet. And then Dave Montgomery, he was like the wide receiver or the running back three at the time, and I was just trying to transition off of him. Definitely missing Jonathan Taylor on that team, but I'm trying to build around, you know, wide receivers and young wide receivers. I think Drake London was a great value to buy then. Uh, I think Drake London is still a great value to buy now with the quarterback uncertainty that they have at Atlanta. Um, there's a bunch of guys that have gotten more experience this year, a bunch of guys that are going back to their starting spots um, next year. Uh, because of all the backups playing, and I think Drake London should get some better quarterback play. 
Uh, maybe Arthur Smith gets moved on from in Atlanta, but Drake London kind of feels inevitable. Um, you know, he's 22, 6'4", 213, um, drafted like seven overall or something, maybe even earlier. He was like drafted like four. I don't know. Um, Drake London's that guy. So in the league you're talking about, <laughs> I traded him away before you traded yes, you for did. Um, I traded him along with my first round pick for two first round picks that I turned into Njigba and Anthony Richardson. So I'm kind of in, in I'm, one QB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of hating on him probably cause I'm a little upset, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan, but that's okay. We can move past that. Drafting a drafting a quarterback in the first round in one QB is a rookie mistake. Well, considering I only had Joe Burrow and Zach Wilson and Desmond Ritter, I needed a backup. Nah. <laughs> you have been fine. Well, New strategy that I've found is drafting with a late second, drafting like the second or third guy off the board. Or an early third, and then you wait for him to have success, and you trade him. Yeah, done that like three times in the past two years. Who have you done Justin it with? Herbert. Justin Herbert, CJ Stroud. Um, I forget the third guy. You traded CJ Stroud? Yeah, I just traded him. What the hell? I guess you don't need them. I got Derrick Henry in a twenty twenty five first. Oh yeah. I guess you don't need them or though. What I used a second on? No, I have Jalen Hurts, Geno Smith, Dak Prescott. Yeah, you're trying ch- at quarterback for yeah. the rest of my life. You're chilling. So, uh, did did you have any other uh, risers you would like to mention? Um, remember when I said that there was a game this weekend that was tight end weather? <laughs> I think Evan Ingram and David Njoku heard me. <laughs> you did. You because did say that. They both popped off. Yeah. I mean, we had Evan Ingram go for 12 targets, 11 receptions, 95 yards, two touchdowns. I was. I said last week was going to be the week that Evan Ingram went nuclear. I missed it by a week. Um, But, you know, great to see him. I think that he could continue to build his rapport with Trevor Lawrence and honestly be a tight end one for like the next three to five years. Um, I'm high on him. I used to hate Evan Ingram. I got burned by him pretty early in his career, but I've circled back and realized that Evan Ingram is inevitable. He's always going to put up like five to 10 points. And honestly, at the tight end spot, that's not that bad. Especially Um, especially if he gives you 32. Yeah, if he can pop off for 30, like, sure. Why not? You're, you're welcome to start in my roster. Um, then David Njoku, uh, eight targets, six receptions, 91 yards, two touchdowns, 27.1 PVR points, and that's with Joe Flacco. Um, I think he sees a big bump this year for the rest of the year. I don't know if that bump is going to reflect in Dynasty. Um just because Joe Flacco isn't really the guy for the rest of the year. It does feel like Joe Flacco kind of leans towards that tight end a little bit. 
Yeah, but, old school, old school guy. Think? So with exactly, yeah, with Njoku, I mean, I'll welcome if I'm an owner of Njoku, I'll welcome a good end of the year. Um, but then I would immediately try to sell. Yeah. Yeah, I bought him last year, and he actually won me a championship at the end of the year. But he's just an end end of year guy. He, yeah, he literally <laughs> is just an end of the year guy. He's kind of irrelevant for the first fifteen weeks, and then he pops off. <laughs> I mean, it's so anecdotal, but I he's, think it's true. He's a playoff stash. Also, I think Will Levis just threw a pick six. If you're watching, faller, faller, faller. So back to the rookie fallers of the week. No, I'm just <laughs> um, yeah, he did. Yeah, Will Levis. Okay. Um. So Evan Ingram, David Njoku. I also have two quarterback guys. Uh, unless there's anybody else that you want to go over before I jump into those. Um. There's one in particular that I want to mention at the running back position. Um, not a huge riser, but a notable one. Um, we all expect it. It's Brees Hall. He had a great game, 26 and a half points in PPR. Um, we all expect him to have this ability, and he's had other good games. It's just that he's getting the ball in his hands not from Zach, directly from a handoff from Zach Wilson. Um, He's getting it done through the air, and we know that if that passing game opens up, it's going to open up opportunities for him on the ground. So, that being said, obviously not maybe exactly the year you were looking from him as potentially a guy who could have been top five. He still has that potential. He's in PPR number eight after this week. Um, which is crazy. But the reason I say he's a riser is because he's showing this ability now that he can go for those huge games. Um, We knew he could get us 10 points, Mm -hmm. but we need to know that he's a guy who's going to be able to give us those big games. And for that reason, I think, I think his stock just continues to increase. I think this is a really good take. Um, He's, the dynasty running back four right now. We both talked about him like he wasn't even in the top five, though, when we had that discussion. Do you want to talk about top five dynasty running backs again? Um, <laughs> no, I like our rankings. But I think he sits at that kind of like four or five spot. I think he's like five or six. Yeah. yeah. But maybe he does see some some jump if he's able to have some better games. Um Think of Aaron, when, I guess, Aaron Rodgers comes back next year. Uh, he probably jumps up to, like, three or something like that. Aaron Rodgers does tend to have some pretty efficient uh, running backs on his team, and that's because they can't really stack the box against him, um, which is what I think that has limited Brees Hall this year. Yeah, I was going to say that I think Brees Hall – his stock can only go up pretty much. Um, yeah, which is crazy. He's a big boy, too. The only thing that might hurt him is a holdout, Jonathan Taylor style. 
Well, he's still got what another two years until that. Yeah. Well, he was a rookie last year. Yeah, but Jonathan Taylor held out like in year three <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> um, so maybe next year he would. I think Jonathan Taylor is a second round pick. I think Jonathan Taylor also kind of earned that ability. He played his ass off the first two years. Yeah, he did. And not to say that Brees Hall isn't, but from a fantasy point, he is. I don't know. I don't know if they're kind of looking at him against other running backs in the league and thinking that he's on the same level as Jonathan Taylor was in, after his second year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I, I don't see a holdout happening next year, but um, yeah, he's we'll he, he's he's a beast. <laughs> uh, he doesn't he stays on his feet as long as he stays healthy, and he's coming off of an ACL year. So you also got to consider that when thinking about his production. Yeah, yeah, I, I think the expectations were pretty low this year. He's probably surpassed those. Um, but people usually forget about their expectations like halfway through the season, which is funny. I probably forget after week three. <laughs> <laughs> um, you ready to jump into my quarterback risers of the week? These guys are not great, but they rose. Lay it on me. Um, so we have Jake Browning and Zach Wilson. Okay, I thought I think you- Zach Wilson's a. Uh, I thought you were going to say Justin Fields. Justin Fields, maybe, but no, I'll never mention a bear on this podcast. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Jake Browning, 18 for 24, 275 yards, average 15.3 yards per completion, um, and then two touchdowns and an interception, and that's good for... 24.7 25, 24.7 points, 122.7 QBR. Jake Browning kind of popped off. Um, I think Chase Brown helped that. T. Higgins being back. Um, got some work, you know, but it was Joe Mixon, Chase Brown, T. Higgins, uh, Jamar Chase. I feel like Jake Browning was able to spread the ball out pretty well and show that he's a good quarterback. Yeah. I think he's a real solid quarterback. I think he just limits mistakes, even though he had an interception this week, but obviously didn't hurt him too much. They won by 20, and he missed, what, two possessions? Yeah. Yeah, he's he was pretty consistent. Yeah, I like Jake Browning. Um, he'll probably be the Joe Burrow handcuff somehow. Yeah. I mean, maybe Joe Burrow needs one. He's kind of injury prone. It looks like it. But um, but so is the whole NFL, yeah, apparently. Right. All quarterbacks are injury prone. Um, and then Zach Wilson was 27 for 36. He just kind of kicked the shit out of the Texans. Did not see this coming. Uh, I think we made a joke about how Zach Wilson was going to be Zach Wilson against the Chiefs this week. I think Zach Wilson was better than Zach Wilson against the Chiefs this week. Uh, yeah. He, I mean, he pretty much targeted Garrett Wilson a hundred times, which is another thing I made a joke about. <laughs> he had 
14 targets, nine receptions, 108 yards. But, you know, Brees, Brees Hall was able to get the ball down the field, uh, Conklin, and pretty much Garrett Wilson. That's, that's honestly about it. But I think Zach Wilson, does he have a chance to start next year somewhere? You think they can trade him for like a third round pick? Maybe if he has one or two more games like this? I don't think they would do that. You don't think they would do that? I think they kind of have the idea. Jordan Love situation. Yeah, I do. Um, I think that him and Jordan Love are similar quarterbacks in my mind. That's rude. I'm sorry. Insulted by that. One of the one of them is clearly better, (laughs) but in terms of how Wilson this past (laughs) week. Well, in terms of how they they're throwing mechanics and the type of player they are mobility wise, I think that it's pretty similar. So I think that having him sit another year, you know, can't hurt and then see what he has. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I don't know. Just wondering if there's a chance that you get a third round. What do you think it takes for them to move on? Second? You don't think they'd move on for a third? I think they'd move on for a second, but I think this organization's placed a lot of faith in him to become the guy. <laughs> yeah, they have. So I guess, um, I guess keep rolling with it. Yeah. Why not? I mean, you got like four more weeks and then he's going to back up Aaron Rodgers, and then uh, kind of have to make that decision after, the, after the Aaron Rodgers time. But that could be a significant amount of time. What I've seen. Let's go. Jaden Reed touchdown. Um, what I've seen from Jordan or uh, the, See, I knew watching this game was going to screw me over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I've seen from Zach Wilson is, you know, he's not going to demand that huge contract, which is kind of huge for them. You get a cheap next contract out of him. Yeah. But what I'm hearing is that uh, the betting podcast on Friday, I should just have you make fun of all the players on every team, and then we'll make bets based off of those jokes. Yeah, if I make fun of somebody, just bet on them. Seems to work. Yeah, I think... Um, uh, speaking of making fun of people... <laughs> what? Do you want to move on to the overall followers, or do you have anybody left for risers? <laughs> <laughs> um, for quarterback risers? Uh, uh, that was, it. That was I, all the risers. Yeah. I, I don't think you can call Bailey Zappi a riser. Maybe. That's a good one. Usually I forget about the Thursday night games by now. Um, I think he could, I mean, we kind of talked about this on during the betting episode, but I think he could end up being, you know, backup, a solid backup there. Yeah. To, but I don't think that rises his value. Cause he's already, did you think that he's already, yeah, he's already yeah, technically the backup. Yeah. But that means Mac Jones isn't the backup. Mac Jones will not be on the Patriots next year. I mean, where do you think he is? Mac Jones is going to be playing in the CFL next year. He'll be the backup quarterback for the 49ers or something. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> he'll follow. Oh, that was he'll, awful. He'll follow. You're, you're like so right, too. Yeah, he'll. And then he's going to. Brock Purdy's going to go down. Mac Jones is going to win MVP. <laughs> Yeah, he'll follow uh, the Sam Darnold lifeline. 
catch on with some crappy team and then somehow become the backup to a nasty team. Mm-hmm. I could totally see that. I'm sure he'll be like a journeyman backup, like Bethard Mullins, one of those types of guys. Yeah, probably not much more. So speaking um, of guys who stink. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what do you got? Um, let's see. So for my followers. So we already covered Josh Dobbs. We already covered. I know that's my first one. Yeah, we already covered CJ Stroud. Um, we already covered yep. Herbert. <laughs> um, yep. Here's a weird one for you. What do you think about Jalen Hurts? No, not a faller. Maybe in a real life perspective. That's what um, I mean. I don't think his. I don't think his fantasy this is value a dynasty falls. Podcast. So <laughs> yeah, I think he's fine. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, let's wait until they play a not top team in the in the league. Um, and he'll pop off against them, and all questions will be gone. It's not like they're going to start Marcus Mariota. Like, well, he gets fine. He gets to play the as Giants. As long as he's twice. starting, doesn't matter. He gets to play the Giants twice in Arizona. So, we <laughs> took them to the Super Bowl less than twelve months ago. I know. I, I don't know. know. <laughs> what are these discussions? I know. I don't know. I'm just watching the game, though. It. It. I don't know. To me, he didn't look like a. Top 10 quarterback. Yeah, he makes some mistakes, but I think their defense is kind of the bigger issue at hand. 100%. Jalen Hurts. 100%. So, it's a good question, though. I mean, from a real life perspective, maybe a little bit of a hit from a fantasy perspective. Doesn't matter as long as he's on the, he's on the field, he's going to be fine. Yeah. Um,. How do you feel about Josh Jacobs? I've never been a huge Josh, Josh Jacobs fan. Um, it's kind of tough because that team stinks. But, yes, they do. I mean, he did get less snaps this week. That could be a response to their team going nowhere, trying to save his legs a little bit. Um, I don't know. He's... He's a weird one. He doesn't hold too, too much value in terms of the passing game other than two weeks early in the season. So, I don't know. He just hasn't been able to get it going on the ground this year. Hasn't Not a pass-receiving running back. So, I don't know. He's going to be 26. What? When? When's his next contract? Oh, he's... He needs a new contract. He, yeah, he just got that one year, right? Yeah, the franchise tag. He was like going to hold out and they gave him the, was it the franchise tag or the yeah. one year I got? Pretty sure he's. So it was Saquon got the one year. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but he was so good last year. Like, <laughs> It's a confusing, it's but, a great question. Uh, I don't know, man. I think he's an overall faller. I think is kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. The, it doesn't feel like their offense is going to be good this year. 
and it kind of feels like a situation where they might be heading into a rebuild. Um, You'd hope so. If they don't really have, have their answer at quarterback in-house, uh, which doesn't seem like they do. Um, I think Josh Jacobs could get moved to a different team and find some more efficiency there, but if he stays on the Raiders next year, um, which honestly his contract situation is kind of perfect for him if he doesn't, but um, if he stays on the Raiders, he might not be a top top 15 dynasty running back. Yeah. On that contract. Yeah, he's definitely, you know, he, he doesn't stank. Um, but No, he doesn't. In terms of his dynasty value and his fantasy value, he's going to get the workload, especially if the team stinks. But at the same time, that also hurts him because obviously it looks like this is a team that's like, well, why use up this guy? I don't know. It's could be yeah. could, could be a good thing, could be a bad thing in some weeks. It's just week to week. It seems unpredictable. For me, it's a guy that I I wouldn't want on my team right now just because I don't know what to expect. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then I have a similar question for my other one of my other followers for the week. Uh, Jacoby Myers. I've not seen much of him in the past few weeks. Uh, feels like he's kind of disappeared. How do you feel about him going forward? Um, yeah, he's kind of one of those fringe wide receivers, like in terms of being able to start him. Um, it looks like he's currently number twenty six in PPR. So that's kind of like that flex position that you kind of debate week to week if you're having that issue. Um, but it's kind of more of the same. The quarterback position on that team needs to be fixed for anybody to have crazy value. So he looked great earlier in the year, mm-hmm. even with Garoppolo throwing 200 interceptions. Um, so could be good, could be bad, but in terms of dynasty value, he's 27 now. I honestly, he's, he's not a faller in my opinion, but he's not getting any better. And I don't, I don't think he will. I think he's a bit of a faller just because his output has fallen so much. Like, like he was a huge riser at the start of the season and has regressed back to kind of where I thought he was. Um, so, you know, like a wide receiver 30 range um, from a dynasty perspective, maybe a little even later than that because of his quarterback situation. Yeah, I think the skill is there, and I think he's got the head on his shoulders to, you know, get himself open in space and find the hole on his own. But it ain't going to happen with Aiden O'Connell at quarterback or Jimmy G, really. That's for sure, yeah. Um, Where are they currently placed for their draft pick? Give me one second. I'll check it out. Looks like Tankathon. <laughs> they are eight. The mock draft currently has them taking Jaden Daniels. At eight? At eight. That would be awesome. Let's 
What's your vibe on that? What was what? What's your vibe on them taking Jaden Daniels at eight? I mean, it makes sense. He's a cool. He's a deep ball thrower for sure. Yeah, maybe Hunter Renfro comes back alive. <laughs> Definitely a big deep ball guy there. Yeah, I love Hunter Renfro and I miss him. They should get Henry Ruggs back. Ooh. <laughs> we have to uh, cut, 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 cut. Call in, call in some <laughs> favors for that. <laughs> oh yeah, cut that. <laughs> um, uh, I think Saquon just scored. That's horrible for me. Saquon out to the left for six yards. Just a blocking difference. Seven seven or six seven right now, pending the PAT. Alright, I'm up I'm up thirty six on this guy with him having Saquon and Tyree Kill. Yikes. I don't know about that for you. Sweat it out. Um, all right. Do you have anybody else to go over in terms of followers or we can call it here? Um, I thought there was one more. Let's see. Will Levis. <laughs> um, Is are we considering Miles Sanders dead? Yeah, he's so dead. We should come up with a uh, formal list of guys who are dead. <laughs> <laughs> the fan, the dynasty fantasy football obituary. <laughs> how about it? How about That's in Jigba? Really good idea. We could have a newsletter. Send out a new obituary every week. What do you make of in Jigba after this week? Uh, what did he do this week? Four for seven for 25. Oh, I mean, it wasn't Gino, so, and they're playing the Seahawks. I don't really give that any stock. Uh, Drew Locke looked fine, but, you know, two interceptions, 22 for 31. Um, definitely could have been better. I just, uh, I don't know, man. Does he have an issue with getting open down the field or Jason? Yeah, because it seems like a lot of these games where like he's a little where he's getting all these targets, it's like it seems like he can't seem to get his yards per reception up. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of giving Elijah Moore. Would you rather have Elijah Moore or JSN in Dynasty formats? I'm thinking Elijah Moore. Oh my god. Don't start with me. <laughs> We're not talking about Elijah Moore today. Wow. <laughs> All right. He's a super high floor. He's great. All right. Uh, that's time. Um, <laughs> I think that means we should end it. Yeah, if you start uh, talking about Elijah Moore. Just because we talked about betting stuff. So uh, just a reminder that the content in this episode is for entertainment and informational purposes only and is not intended as definitive betting or fantasy sports advice. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks.
Have a good one.